ESPN. Now, 92.9 FM ESPN presents Memphis's biggest columnist. You ain't got to do nothing, homeboy. You ain't writing nothing. <laughs> no, you ain't. ain't writing nothing. I ain't letting him write. He ain't getting no interview. It's the award-winning Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian and the Jeff Calkins Show. I don't get no interview. I know. I'm good. I'm good. On 92.9 FM ESPN. Gentlemen, this is something they call a groundbreaker. So let me first apologize to the shots and the ties for your makeup. Cause I make you ugly as soon as it drops. We're on a rampage, bubbles popping up because you know where there's rubble enough. Cause we'll be pushing it up. Somebody say, Gentlemen, what you're about to witness is no illusion. And now we got the bass banging from head to Morning, buddy. Happy Thursday. They're all moving. Today on the radio show, Chris will join us. That's what happens every day. It's straight up at 10 o'clock. So we'll talk to Chris about uh, all things NBA. Maybe a little food talk with Chris as well. Uh, Grizz played tonight in Atlanta against the Atlanta Hawks. And, uh, and so we'll discuss the continuing, uh, adventures of the preseason, uh, with Chris and, and other, and other matters. And then we're going to play right than right trivia. That's what we do on Thursdays. Jeffrey, how you feeling? Honestly, I have no idea. It feels like. So much of my timeline has been flooded with Israel, like Hamas content that I don't know. Like I've just kind of at a certain point, I've started putting my phone down. So I don't know how up to date on current events I am. I find that my uh, it's interesting you you said because what that what that presupposes is that you get most of your current events Correct. from Twitter. Yes. Which is just interesting that to me. The the reason that I am troubled by Twitter these days is that, like you, I get a lot of my just news, a sense of what's happening in the world from Twitter. Yeah, I use it like comes. a wire, if you will. Exactly. And my timeline is all effed up now. Like I, the the, the Mark and I talked about this all like off the air. Just so the there's there's you can do it two ways. You could do for you is yeah. one way to do it, or the people you're fo- you follow, right? Yes. Well, the for me is just crazy. That's just it is all blue. It is all blue checks. A lot of lunatics who I would not ever choose to follow, and I'm just besieged with crap. And then the the stuff. If I look at the people that a lot of the things I just don't get. Like, like I was just thinking today. I saw something that Dan Wolken retweeted today, and I'm thinking, God, I used to see Dan Wolken tweets all the time. I never see Dan Wolken anymore. Like, it just doesn't appear in my timeline. Now, again, I disagree with a lot of stuff Dan Wolken says and sure. whatever I can, whatever, but, like, he is one of the people I follow, and, like, I just realized I never see Dan Wolken anymore. I never see lots of out- news outlets that I follow on online anymore. They just – it's supposedly my timeline. It feels like it's it's become completely unwieldy for me, and – Well, I think the one thing that has clearly changed is the features that – everyone liked the most about Twitter, they decided to monetize. So, like, for instance, TweetDeck to me was the easiest way to follow because it was just stream it. It'd stream all the news. But they all put that, they, he put it into whatever, Twitter Blue, and you have to pay for it now. TweetDeck. Correct. TweetDeck is Twitter Blue. Yeah, I just follow the, I don't know. I, 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 and then, um, yeah, I went out to the... Um, 
they had a solidarity gathering as and uh, at the JCC at the at the, uh, at the JCC um, yesterday, and um, I went out there. Honestly, um, I was thinking of writing a column about it, um, and it was re- remarkable um, because they had had a prayer vigil at the synagogue. The synagogues had had a prayer vigil on Monday, and so. Um, the you know they were wondering whether they should do this. The Memphis Jewish Federation, I think it was, um, started the event. Whether they should do it at all because people had just been to the prayer vigil on Monday. Um, but there, I, I it felt like there were a thousand people there, including uh, the mayor and uh, the mayor elect Paul Young, and um, it was really um, obviously very emotional. Um, I was talking to one woman who, as she was at the event, as she was at the event, the room was filling up, she had her phone on and her nephew who lives in Israel, it was one in the morning or whatever in Israel, and her 17-year-old nephew was in his room FaceTiming her, terrified, um, upset, but he didn't want to wake his parents because they were sleeping and people need to sleep. So he called his aunt in Memphis, um, and uh, and so she was trying to calm him down and telling him all will be well. But of course, there's absolutely no guarantees that all will be well. It, it's it's um, this conflict has been a thousand years in the making. Like it's not anything that began Saturday, and it's. I found finally, finally decided I, I didn't have anything particularly new to offer, and so I wouldn't write um, a column about it. Um, but listen, it doesn't, you, you don't have to believe in everything Israel has done over the last 20 years to believe that what happened Saturday was a level of butchery and cruelty um, that one should 100% condemn. When, when innocent civilians are targeted, slaughtered, when uh, hundreds of young people at a concert are mowed down for no reason, when elderly are hauled across the border and taken hostage, there's and those are war crimes. I mean, that's that 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 is um, that is awful stuff that you don't have to hesitate to condemn and shouldn't. And then you can also acknowledge, I think, that, like, I was thinking about that kid in Israel on his FaceTime, terrified. And you can also acknowledge that there are now also innocent kids um, in Gaza who could be talking to their aunts on FaceTime who have nothing to do with anything who are terrified. Right. And you can also acknowledge that this it was so much of what like they interviewed they had one woman who was being interviewed her grandmother lives here in memphis she lives in israel her name is charlotte and she was being interviewed by her grandmother from memphis over video and uh explaining what saturday was like in israel and so much of what she said just was completely reminiscent of what life here was like during 9 11. she said you wake up you, you're confused for a minute. You're hearing sirens, but in Israel, sirens are normal. And then you, re- and she said, and then we just spent the day watching it unfold on the news, watching our televisions, crying, transfixed, unable to look away, um, terrified. And it just felt like exactly like the way America felt like on 9-11. Um, and then, of course, there is resolve and there is a desire for payback and all of that, and which is natural and understandable and maybe necessary. Um, but then you look at what happened in this country um, and all of that helped fuel invasions that were ultimately unproductive and many other people died. Many thousands more died because of the fury that was unleashed. And so 
Um, I think about that kid in Israel, that 17-year-old in Israel. I think about the hostages. It was sort of unprecedented. 150, more than 150 people being held hostage. Um, but I also think about the, you know, there was one Israeli um, public figure who said, when we're done bombing Gaza, everyone's going to be living in a tent. And that doesn't seem productive. Um, so it's just a horrific, horrific situation. And the, and the, and the gathering last night at the, uh, JCC was really emotional and impressive. Um, and, uh, and, and it was, it was good to see our mayors there and um and so many others there there were representatives practically from every politician in town i mean lots of politicians were there and uh, and they sent everybody home with a candle and the candle had the name of someone who died on it so uh didn't know i would be talking about that today but i did i did i did go there last night and obviously thoughts with everyone um so today oh i asked you about right than right trivia mm-hmm. what are we giving away Jeff, we have four tickets to the Outlaw Music Fest featuring Willie Nelson, the Avett Brothers, and more. Oh, it will cool. be on Saturday night down at Bank Plus Amphitheater. This particular four Saturday night? This particular, the 14th. Really? Indeed. Four tickets. All you've got to do, you either have to be right or the right, or uh, you have to uh, play honorably in defeat. I like your chances. Listen, you, you can control what you can control. There is no reason you can't play honorably. And, uh, and then, therefore, get the tickets. But you might possibly, you might possibly be righter than right. But we shall see. All right. In the news, um, you know, I really want to talk about, and I will just here in a minute, Sam Hardiman's terrific interview that he did with Paul Young because there were sports elements of it as well. He did say things about the stadium, um, and I'm going to get to all of that in a moment. Before that, at the risk of driving people away, Jeffrey, mm. it was an eventful night in baseball. They're having fun in Philadelphia. Do you approve of the Bryce Harper stare-downs? Yes, absolutely. Of course you do. Sports, it's awesome. It's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Uh, Phillies absolutely drill the Braves. We have lots of Braves fans in town, do you think? Yes, I would guess overall probably the probably the biggest fan base. Bigger than cards now. I think so. Bigger than I mean, I think Cubs. those are the two. Who else? Is it who the, else? Would I think it, it would I think it's probably goes Braves, Cardinals, Cubs. So Bryce Harper with two home runs. Uh and this of course comes in the wake of uh a base running error. He was doubled off and I'm still not convinced it was a base running error. Okay, that's fine. Be, be that as it may. Um, Ball was in the gap, one out. You're supposed to run. You're supposed to run. Evidently, in the clubhouse afterwards, yes. um, there was an interview, and you could hear you could hear Braves players saying, exclaiming joyfully, mockingly, boy, Bryce! Right? That Correct. was it? Correct. That was it? And it was Arcia who was the they, they identified the voice. Uh-huh. A little voice analysis was applied, and uh, and so after Bryce Harper drills goes yard, mm-hmm. rounding second, mm-hmm. and there's a great picture of this, a great yes. still shot of this. He is just glaring. I was almost worried at it first was he was going to forget to touch the bag because he was so locked so, yeah, in. Yeah. On yep. staring down Arcia. It was just, and Arcia did the thing that you you definitely would do if you're in his spot. Like he's just like looking right. down. Oh, like, no. like, oh, and then afterwards, I hate to say it, he was completely emasculated. He said, Oh, he can he can look anywhere he wants. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh-huh. oh, that's a response. Ooh, boy. He can look anywhere he wants. Yes, he can look anywhere. Well, post game Arcia said he wasn't supposed to hear. Yes, and that was the other thing. He this wasn't meant for him. <laughs> he wasn't supposed to hear. Don't say it when reporters are around. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Um, and so the Phillies are up two to one and can end it tonight. But Spencer Strider stands in the way. How do you analyze this, Jeffrey? 
I don't know what to do with the Phillies because every metric so far has said like they shouldn't be winning. Like the Braves have the better lineup. The Braves have been the better team. The Braves have more pitching depth. It hasn't mattered. Philly, who are you rooting for? I I don't I haven't quite figured that one out. My number one rooting interest in the Major League Baseball playoffs is I'm focused on what matters. Anybody but the Astros. Let's get them out. <laughs> like let's let's I'm I'm done. Uh, sorry about that. Like what what hurt last night was there were a couple of felt like the Twins put a couple of good swings, a couple of good swings, but couldn't do it. I think Astros overall, win that, I found, Astros win that series. Uh, I found three myself to one. probably rooting for the Braves the most because Austin Riley played with my brother and my and played for my dad, and so there's an element there. Like I, I have a personal interest in that. So one. this is where uh, do you have the drop uh, about what I want other people to be, Jeffrey? Do you have that one there? I don't like seeing other people be happy. So, so you're going Phils? It is my one of my perverse parts of the sports fandom is that I. I root against. If there's a lot of people rooting for a certain team, then I, I, I tend to root against that team. They call that being a contrarian, Jeff. Yeah, but a contrarian is like you think this. I, I, I don't. I shouldn't wish unhappiness on people. That I don't like seeing other people be happy. But I really do. I like what's going to cause. I'm a hypocrite. What's going to cause the most misery? The most misery will be. A Braves team that won 104 games losing again in the playoffs. That would be a colossal collapse. To the Phillies again. To the Phillies again. But So I can't resist it. That's what I want. I think, though, if you were back living close to Philly, though, I think oh, you'd no, no, be saying I wouldn't go like Braves them go. Either. No, no, that's exactly right. Like, If I were exposed, and honestly, the few Philly fans I know here, I'm rooting against them too. So I need to keep them at a distance as I root for the Phillies. you got to keep eyes on the prize. But it is a wild scene up there in Philadelphia. There's no denying the scene at Citizens Bank Ballpark is tremendous. It's so good, and I I have to applaud that. No, I I completely agree. Like It it feels like a freaking college football episode. And I like the stare down and uh, everything else. Some eerie stuff happening. Last year, uh, it went Phillies winning game one, Braves winning game two, and then Phillies winning game three with a six-run third. This year, Phillies win one game one, Braves win game two, Phillies win game three with a six-run third and win by eight. Both, both, it's, it's, it's bizarre. And you also, like, the thing that was strange to me about this game was Philly blowing game two in the fashion that they did, you wondered if, okay, that was a flipping of the momentum. The Braves come out, Nola was pretty shaky in the first inning. They get one run, and you're starting to think, like, oh, this is nervous, and you've got you've got Elder going six up, six down with like six Ks, and you're thinking like, oh boy, here it goes. And then in the third inning, the game flipped, and you just realize like, oh, this is trouble for the Braves. So um, you have uh, the AL set. Uh, it's uh, Texas, an all Texas affair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the Rangers versus the Astros, and we will be. The official. Yes, we will, absolutely. We will be rooting for the for the. Rangers. I'll be playing Creed all night. We we will be running the Rangers seventh straight year. The, in addition to being a, uh, a hideous team, hideous story in every respect, they're also too good. There are re- that's another reason to. No, no. Uh, to be clear, they are dirty, rotten cheaters. Right. Exactly. They are also good at baseball. Right. But that's another reason to root against them. Exactly. That, that that's not a reason to root for them. That's I don't like seeing other people be happy. And then also, you have Houston's the capital of butthurt nation. And then you have Arizona sweeping the Dodgers. Oh uh, and Mookie Mookie Betts did not get a hit in this series. I think it was Mookie and Freddie combined to go one for 21 with a wall. One for 21. Mookie Betts was 0 of 11. Freddie Freeman was 1 of 10. Um, just and I think even of, J.D. Martinez, I think, was like 2 of Two for ten. So like the, it wasn't like JD was good either. So the Orioles win 101 games. They're gone. The Dodgers win 100 games. They're gone. Uh, the Rays win 99. They're gone. The Brewers win 92. They are gone. The Braves are alive, but barely. I don't know that I'd say barely. That they, they are. It feels alive. like if they if if they win tonight, they get to go back home. Absolutely. I don't think it's barely. I think obviously, you know, it's getting a little worrisome for them. The problem that they Who have. Who would you pick now? You'd have to. Pick. I mean, you have to pick the Phillies because you get you get two cracks at it, right? Uh, anyway, 
All right. That's uh, that's it for our baseball conversation for the day. I did want to uh, – uh, we, we got – Discuss Connor Bedard? No, I, I, I did not want to – he got – I, I don't – I'm already rooting against Connor Bedard. You're already, you're already in? No, locked I'm, in? I'm early rooting against Connor Bedard. Um, I can I recognize greatness early to root against it. So um, – um, but I did want to talk about – listen, we got NBA stuff. We got the, the NBA rankings. They're out. We now have the top ten players in the NBA and so a whole lot of other stuff to get to, which we'll touch on in the next segment. Then Chris Harrington at 3 o'clock. But I wanted to begin – uh, I wanted to revisit this really superb interview that Sam Hardiman did with Paul Young yesterday, mayor-elect, because I think he said a bunch of things, including some things having to do with sports, that are um, really interesting. One, um, Doug McGowan. Now, Doug McGowan, of course, is the head of MLGNW, right? And yes. you remember during the mayoral debate where everyone's like, uh, would you, do you want to keep him? Raise your hand. And like No one raised their hand. No one raised their hand. Or maybe it's do you want to fire him and everyone raised? I forgot I forgot what, what how the question was phrased. Now Paul Young in that interview later clarified, I'm not making any decisions about people now. So whatever you interpreted my hand raising or half raising to be, what I would like to say is I'm not making decisions now. But um, what he said in this interview made me believe that there's every indication he will keep Doug McGowan. We've had conversations. He said, I feel very good about their path that they're on. Um, I believe in the division he has put forth, and there's more to come out of those discussions. So that sounds to me like a guy who's staying, doesn't it? Yes. And I, I don't know enough about Doug McGowan or the ins and outs of MLG and W to know um, if that's a good thing. But but every everyone I know and respect who has dealt with Doug McGowan, knows and respects Doug McGowan. I'm in the same camp. So um, I can't tell you myself because I don't know the issues well enough to know that. He, but every lots of people think he's good. And don't hold them responsible for the problems of MLG and W this past nine months because that's how long he's been on. Like he just got on the job. Correct. And so it seemed like the, there Saban, was a pretty big backpile. How did Nick Saban do in year one? Uh, Jeff, he went 6-6 six and six and lost to Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. So now, mind you, I, I will say, Doug McGowan has lost to Louisiana Monroe at home. That that has happened in his early in his tenure here at MLGNW. But there you go. Now, what's interesting is, on the police chief. Next question went to the police chief, and uh, and and it's a it's a very different answer. I think the first step is for me to have direct dialogue with her, figure out her vision, her desires, and we'll take it from there. Okay, so they're both. We have to have continuing discussions, but you 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 see the difference there, don't you? Yes. Uh, I feel one is I feel very good about it. I believe in the vision, and the other is yeah. Well, we'll take it from there. We'll have a discussion and take it from there. My my bet would be we will have a the same head of MLG and W, and we will have a new police chief. I think that would be the I think if you're setting the lines, that would be the lines. <sighs> okay. Uh, in terms of crime. Which is what um, everyone, of course, uh, you know, uh, cares about and should. Um, it is the number one issue in this city um, uh, right now. What he said was this. I often point to the fact that during the pandemic, we had that conference call every week where you had all of the CEOs of the major hospitals, all the mayors of Shelby County, all the division directors in the city and county, all of us run the same call every week talking about how do we re reduce the level of virus in our community. I want that same level of urgency around how we reduce the level of crime that we're seeing in our communities. And certainly violent crime is top of the list, but I think we also have to focus on some of the crimes that give us indications of chaos, erratic driving, car break-ins, the robberies where the trigger may not be pulled. But these are the things that are weighing on the minds of citizens. And my goal in the first 100 days is to elevate that urgency and bring a united front on how we're going to resolve those issues. I think that's a terrific answer. And I have been struck by when we had a crisis in the community that was COVID. It wasn't, and by the way, it wasn't just um, city officials who met every week. 
and who met every week. This what what they, they might have come from different political backgrounds. They might have different philosophies. Some might have been suburban. Some might have been urban. Whatever else, they all met and talked. Similar things were happening with local clergy. Like there was a sure. there was a a. a, a phone call every week or a Zoom call every week among local clergy, again, suburban, urban, how do we deal with this? What is happening? What can, and what has struck me on the crime issue is that instead of everyone pulling together to see what we can do, there has been just a lot of finger pointing at you're effing up, you're effing up, you're effing up. No, you're effing up. No, you're effing up. No, you're effing up. And I don't quite understand why you can't have the same level of pulling together. Now, this is amorphous stuff. This is not policy. Like, it's not pulling together is easy to say. What then does that translate to is what really will matter. But I think that is a terrific answer um, about crime. And I hope that people can take a deep breath and, um, and, uh, and, 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 and think about it in much the same constructive way that we did um, with certainly in the early days of COVID-19. All right. On the stadium, on the stadium, uh, this is what he said. I will say we have two major goals. Keep the Grizzlies, get the University of Memphis into a bigger conference. The way that we do both of those things is those stadium investments in Simmons Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium and FedEx Forum. I want to understand what the capital stack looks like, what the pro forma looks like, where are the dollars intended to come from each, and what haven't we tapped? How are other stadium deals financed? What's happening with the Titans Stadium? What sources? Where are the bonds, and where are those bonds coming from? This is an area where I feel very comfortable, given the work I've done in the past with Liberty Park and some of the work we did to get that project done. It's just really a matter of understanding the end goal and knowing that we have shaken every tree and found every creative funding strategy that we can to make sure that we get both projects executed. Then asked, what is your expectation of a private contribution from the franchise? We want to see some contribution. And as I said, I don't know exactly what the capital stack looks like, where their contribution would come from, and what it would be invested in. I think we should look at the project as a whole. There's the building itself. This is interesting, by the way. There's the building itself. There are other things that the Grizzlies want to see done in this community. How are they going to make an overarching investment in Memphis? I think sometimes we get fixated on the building. In this past rendition of the agreement, I think it was a very good deal for the city that the Grizzlies covered the annual losses for the first 15, 20 years of that deal. They covered all the losses each year, and there were shortfalls every year. And so there's money that at the beginning of the deal we didn't realize we were getting, but on the back end we realized we saved millions. And so those are the types of things that I want to make sure that we're factoring in and not just looking at the capital stack and saying X, Y, Z, but what's the long-term investment that's being made in our city. So those are the factors that make it a little more complicated than just give me the number today. Um, So there you go. And what struck me about this is, listen, he's not the first one to say, let's look at the capital stack and let's see what money's available and let's see what other sources might be available. That's what Mayor Strickland and his team have been doing. Like, they're not morons, you know? So it's not like, oh, he's going to come in and he's going to look at the capital stack. We never thought of seeing what other money is available. So that's not what I'm saying at all. But he is obviously, given the work that he has been doing, uh, you know, where, where he literally has been involved in building downtown. That has been his work as a civic planner, basically. Um, he is extraordinarily comfortable. This is the language he speaks. It is the, he is extraordinarily comfortable with this kind of problem and figuring out this kind of puzzle. And so from that per- perspective, it seems to me like a good person to have in office at this moment, doesn't it? Like, isn't isn't that partly what struck you? The other thing then that struck me was this stuff about the Grizzlies' contribution and what it might look like beyond the stadium. In other words, it's not just going to be give $75 million to the stadium, but what is he talking about exactly? Because what he says is there's the building itself. There are other things that the Grizzlies want to see done in this community. How are they going to make an overarching investment in Memphis? I think sometimes we get fixated on the building. And I do wonder there if it's 
okay, you guys build the building. Again, now I'm just spitballing. Sure. But it's, here's what we're going to do with Beale Street. Here's the money we're going to invest in or whatever, you know, in the neighborhood around or if there could, this could be imagined as a larger project somehow, or I don't know, like what else are the Grizzlies? I don't think that was out of the blue. No, I, I, think, I agree with that. I think he said there are other things that the Grizzlies want to see. That, what, what is he talking about? Like, I don't think he's talking I about. I think it's the de- development of areas around FedEx Forum. Which is what happens in stadium deals, yes. right? You know, 100%. So I I think there's something there. And again, I, I think it's promising. Um, there are those who say, well, Paul Young is a Grizzlies guy. He's a Grizzlies season ticket holder. Like Drew Hill did a really good piece on uh, for Saturday on on – on uh, it was off the open practice. Paul Young and his group went. Paul, by the way, said that the uh, stadium didn't come up during that visit, and of course it wouldn't. That's just a uh, you know sit it be applauded at, at as you sit courtside uh, kind of appearance. But victory parade. And he's he's he's, he's, he's a Grizzly season ticket holder. Yeah. Like Jim Strickland, there's this people break it down. Like Jim Strickland is a Tiger season ticket holder, and Paul Young is a Grizzly season ticket holder. So Jim Strickland must want to just give everything to the Tigers and not the Grizzlies, and Paul Young must want to give everything. It's not that simple. Um, I, I do think Jim Strickland cares deeply about the university, and I think Paul Young keeps cares deeply. But I also think Jim Strickland cares about the Grizzlies, and I think Paul Young cares about the university. Um, so I don't think Paul Young is just going to walk in there and take all the money that was on the Tigers' side of the table in the last proposal and move it to the Grizzlies' side of the table because he's a season ticket holder. Correct. I'm also um, not sure they can do that. No, no. Well, he could like most of that, most of the original 350. You could move wherever you want. Yes, you could. You could say, ah, I'm going to give all of it to the Grizzlies. Not all of it. You can't see all of it because right, it's on stadiums. Saying. But yeah. you could give the bulk of it. Yes. You could give. You could certainly. Give, you could move some of it over there. Um, and then finally, I wanted to read his answer. And again, I would urge people to read this um, over at the Daily Memphian. I have tweeted it out. Um, it's just a terrific interview that Sam did. Um, and he was talking about negative ads. And um, I, just, I just was impressed. Here you go. What did you react? How did you react when you see the first negative ad? It makes you want to respond in a different way. But what I realized after I had a lot of dialogue and prayer was that's not what I needed to represent. That's not what Memphis needs. I got into this race to represent the next chapter for the city, to change the energy in our community. And anybody who was in that room, meaning at his uh, victory celebration, anybody who watched the election night, they will tell you the energy felt different. It felt optimistic. It felt hopeful. And me going back and forth, trading barbs with another black man, because they're all black men who were doing it, is not the image that Memphis needs. And so I decided that we're going to fight the negativity with more hope and optimism. We decided that we were going to double down on what we had been doing, which brought us to the point where everybody was shooting arrows at us. And thankfully, the people responded and the negative tax weren't rewarded. I sometimes, uh, as I write columns, think about what does Memphis need? Um, And if I were a columnist in New York or Chicago or Los Angeles, I think I would be a very different columnist. Um, But I often think that what Memphis needs um, is the things that Paul Young was talking about. It needs some optimism. It needs some hope. Um, And so I will often orient myself towards those directions rather than um, just ripping away. There's plenty of that. There's plenty of that on Nextdoor. There's plenty of that on Facebook. There's plenty of that wherever. But if you want some positivity and uh, some optimism, I would suggest that you uh, you read, go read this interview with Paul Young over at the Daily Memphian. All right, we got more to talk about in a moment. We'll do that in a second. I do want to tell you, you missed Wind Down, you missed Wind Down Wednesday at uh, Bonnie on Broad. Well, some of you didn't. Some of you were there, and good for you. But uh, the weekend's available and brunch is available. Absolutely spectacular brunch at Bounty on Broad. Um, It's in a restored old building on Broad Avenue. I will occasionally, and this always makes me happy, people will go and then they'll text me with what a fabulous experience they had. Dan Barron went, who's the 
who's the Grand Poobah here at the station, he went recently and he texted me and uh, literally took a picture of the table and the smiles and the food. And that's just the kind of place it is. It's, it's family style. It's delicious food. Um, and it, by the way, it's all gluten-free. And so if you, uh, if you have anyone in your party who avoids gluten for any reason, they can order anything on the menu and it's absolutely delicious. It is bounty on broad. We're going to take a break back in a moment is Jeff Gawkins show 92.9 FM ESPN. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. I'm Trista Crick with BetQL. It's Thursday Night Football. Denver Broncos visiting the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs. And most sharps say, oh, it's a divisional rival and Denver stock has never been lower. Getting ten and a half, gotta take them, right? Wrong. Denver ranks dead last in almost every defensive category. And despite them being big favorites, I still think the Chiefs roll. Hammer the Chiefs and call it a day. I'm Trista Crick, helping you beat the books and bet smarter with BetQL. Download the BetMGM app today. Thursday night football is on, and it's only on Prime. Tonight, it's an AFC West showdown as Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos head to Kansas City to take on Patrick Mahomes and the defending champion Chiefs. Not a Prime member? Sign up for a 30-day free trial to stream the game. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern with TNF Tonight, presented by Verizon. It's the Broncos and the Chiefs tonight on Thursday night football, and it's on Prime. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon. Join your Memphis Grizzlies, bro. Opening night on October 25th at 7 p.m. as they host the New Orleans Pelicans. Arrive early and enjoy all the opening night festivities. Plus, the first 10,000 fans in attendance will receive a Grizzlies Back to the Grind t-shirt. Get tickets today by calling 901-888-HOOP. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week, no thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. Constellation Prize time is over. Why, you may ask? Because no one ever said, hey, you know what I want to root for? A losing team. I want to live on the wrong side of the track. Ain't nothing better than being on the wrong side of the river. You don't want that. You want to be on the right side of the river where you have better odds. Come on, mama. Or get complimentary drinks. Or even just play some golf. See way better entertainment. Basically, you just want to be on the right side of the river. See y'all in Tunica. Complimentary drinks for players only. Visit tunicatravel.com. Get ready to start the NFL week off right because right now all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay for Thursday night football. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Broncos and Chiefs, and you'll get bonus bets back if you don't win. Hey, Broncos have been an embarrassment. Doesn't mean you can't capitalize off that. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs that are pre-built for you and FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. Visit FanDuel.com slash Smith so you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. That's on FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and of 929 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. That's 1-800-889-9789. Howdy, partner. Jeff Jackson, the Chevy Sheriff's in town doing Western trading days at Sunrise Chevrolet. Get your guns and saddle up for old-time trading prices on all new Chevys. A used car corral with over 300 cars to choose from. Sunrise has rustled up a herd of good-looking cars and trucks under $99.95. Ranchers have cut prices to the bone. If you're a good person with bad credit, it's okay. If you got a job, you're approved at Sunrise. Come on in and save money at the Chevy Ranch. Highway 385 at Houston Levy Road or visit us online at sunrisememphis.com. Find new roads at Sunrise Chevrolet. 
Are you feeling the pinch of rising mortgage payments now that your COVID forbearance has come to an end? If it's more than you can financially handle, reach out to Jen Karstensen and Live Love Memphis at the Real Estate Agency today. They understand everyone's situation is unique and are here to help you explore your options to take advantage of the equity you've built. Before you sell to an investor, you owe it to yourself to make sure you're not giving the house away. Call them today at 901-652-5200 or email at sold at livelovememphis.com. I'm Tony Kornheiser, and this is my show. What, you expecting something different? Whether you're looking for deep, insightful dives into the day's top sports stories, that's why we have guests, right, Nigel? Or simply how to get changed for 100, you'll find it on the Tony Kornheiser Show. From football picks, from the best prognosticators in the business, including a monkey, to real-time baseball playoff analysis, to traffic in an area where you don't live, we got you covered. My friends, come on, and you know them. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Fool's Gold Giveaway is here at Southland, where you could win big cash. Join us on Fridays and Saturdays in October, where 10 winners are drawn every hour to win up to $5,000 cash. You can get one entry for every 23 points earned, plus five times the entries on Mondays. There's nothing foolish about the cash we're giving away, so come on down to Southland in October to go for the gold. Must be 21 plus. Play responsibly for help quitting. Call 800-522-4700. There's a whole lot of savings going on now at Staples. During Staples Sitathon, you can save up to $150 on select office and desk chairs. And when you buy a chair, you save 25% on desks, storage solutions, and office accessories. Plus, your local Staples now accepts Amazon returns. And when you return an Amazon order at Staples, you receive a coupon for $10 off your next $30 Staples purchase. Now is definitely the time to save at Staples. Chair offer ends 1028 in store only exclusions apply on amazon offer as a mom comforting my family is what i do best vicks paper stick provides soothing non-medicated vicks papers in an easy to apply stick and it dries fast so there's no mess i use it to comfort myself <sighs> and my family <sighs> thanks mom Vicks Vapo Stick, soothing comfort for the whole family. And when you need more comfort for yourself, try Vicks Vapo Shower for steamy Vicks Vapors. Use as directed. Vapo Stick for use ages four and up. Vapo Shower use for adults only. It's time to talk trash, Mid South. This is Rick West with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Our Memphis and Collierville campuses are currently hiring CDL drivers, driver helpers, diesel mechanics, and PM techs. We offer competitive pay, great benefits, and at the end of each workday, you get to be home with your family. Our culture is built on taking care of each other and the communities we serve. Apply today at careers at wasteconnections.com and be a part of a great team. Connect your future with Waste Connections and Team Waste. Hi, I'm Holly O'Neill, Chief Client Care Officer at Bank of America. Each and every day, our employees come to work to make financial lives better. And listening to our customers is how we do it well. From helping with everyday banking needs to life's big milestones, I want to thank my teammates who go above and beyond for our clients. What would you like the power to do? Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash about. Bank of America NA, member FDIC, equal credit opportunity lender. Who better to ask than Howie from Robert Irwin Jewelers? I got this white gold band, but it looks like it's turning a little bit yellow. Is that happen? Yeah, that's completely normal. All gold comes out of the ground yellow, so it's just going back to its natural state. Sometimes you have to replate it in what's called rhodium to make it bright, white, and beautiful again, just the way it was the first day you got it. That's the RIJ way. Free rhodium plating for life on your white gold ring from Robert Irwin Jewelers. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975 on Park Avenue in East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Calkins Show, live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Right, we got football tonight. Right now, all customers, all customers over at FanDuel can get a no-sweat same-game parlay. Just place a three-leg same-game parlay on this week's game between the Broncos and Chiefs, and you will get bonus bets back if you do not win. Uh, and by the way, they in, in addition to you can, you can assemble your own three-leg parlay, but they have others that, uh, that others have assembled already. You can get in on those if you like. Uh, they also have, by the way, live betting. Get updated odds on games that have already started. 
Jeffrey's been known to wager on games that are ongoing, don't you, Jeffrey? Absolutely. Absolutely. When my big favorite falls behind, let's find a way <laughs> to lose even more money on him. Uh, listen, go to FanDuel.com slash Calkins, C-A-L-K-I-N-S, C-A-L-K-I-N-S. So you don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat same-game parlay on America's number one sportsbook. It is FanDuel, fishing official betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older present Tennessee. Refund issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max refund, five bucks unless otherwise specified. Restrictions do apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789. All right, so uh, about that game, Jeffrey, we do have, are we going to call it breaking news? We should probably have a Taylor Swift sounder that we use whenever there is mm. breaking Taylor Swift news. But, um... What's the Taylor Swift update? Chiefs play. Kelsey is evidently supposed to be a go by uh, by all by all accounts. Um, He's officially questionable. This is a game. Let's be honest. This is a game that needs Taylor Swift. Absolutely. Because this, the Thursday night schedule for like the next month is pretty gross. Is that true? Oh yeah. Do you have it in front of you? Pretty gross. The Thursday. This is. I'm I'm starting to feel bad for Al Michaels. Did you know Al Michaels has never eaten a vegetable though? Yes, the, yeah, that's a, well that's, known. Yeah, that's I a, didn't know. That. I saw the clip recently. Correct with Fitzy, and yeah, he 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 has said so he tried to sneak a sneak a vegetable on his plate. He's, he's never like he learned. N- never eaten a vegetable. I know others like that. I was married to someone like that once, and um, and and here's the thing: if you don't eat fruits and vegetables, people will think that they can. Well, come on. I mean, you must like blueberries, or like you know, they're like. Oh yeah, but I mean, you eat an apple, right? Mm-hmm. Or they'll they'll go through the, they'll go through the entire uh, menu of right. apple of, of fruits and vegetables. As if you did as not if just you hadn't announce. just said I Correct. don't like I don't I like that I've never eaten a veg. People just can't get their mind around mm-hmm. it. So, but I feel bad for Al Michaels. What's the Thursday night schedule? So we have Broncos and Chiefs tonight. Yeah, this one maybe is not nearly as bad. It's I'm not sure it's going to be a fun game to watch. But Jaguars at Saints. No, it, but that's a. That's it's a, better than tonight. It's, a, it's certainly a, it's certainly a competitive and and both both certainly put a whooping on last week, right? No question. Yeah. Then we have Bucks at Bills. I mean, it's fun for me because it's Baker versus Josh. It's two two men that I love. I don't hate that game. I mean, even you know, at Buffalo is always fun. Tables, people crashing through tables. Maybe that's my own particular bias. No, no, I I I and and the, and, the, and let's be honest. Here's the other thing. The Bills have now lost not just three starters on defense, like but three, three of, the of most their impactful. best starters on defense. If I was going to tell you who was absolutely indispensable, I may I might have started with Matt Milano. I think he probably would have started with Milano. Right. And then I would have said, well, you corners, like corners. And so then I, I might have gone Tredavious White. And you wouldn't necessarily have gone Daquan Jones, but he has been their best defensive lineman this year. Easily. And so you have I still lost. think I'd put Daquan third because you are starting to get, like, Vaughn's coming back. Vaughn's like, coming back. Ed Oliver's been really good. And um, Floyd's and so, been good. And, yeah. so, and Floyd's been good. Yeah, they, 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 they actually not. But here's the, my point is, they've lost three starters on defense. They're going to have to win now by Josh going nuclear. Like, that the, the, their defense looked terrific against the Dolphins. It's no longer going to be terrific. They're going to outscore people. They're going to have to outscore people, and so Bills games could be even more fun to watch. Correct Not for me, but for you. Correct. They could yes. Points, points, <laughs> points, 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 points. Not for me. For Anyways, those so that love what? taking the over. Who's next then? Who's, I would. Wouldn't you still? What's put, the next game? I'd still what? put Poyer and Hyde. No, they're. they're I think those. Like, maybe I think ahead reason- of ahead of. Of Tredavious White, yeah, because I, I think last year when you but lost the safeties, okay, that's when the defense thing. started really struggling. You think really them struggling. together. You think Correct. them together. That's true. You, yeah, you, you, you don't want to lose player and hide. Right, like they're one person. Right, they're not one person. They're two people. Um, no, that's fair. Uh, all right. Um, what's uh, then? We have a game that's not going to be fun for anyone to watch. Titans at Steelers. Oof. Oof. Panthers at Bears. That's oh, just gruesome. I mean, it is going to be the battle for like. Well, no, the Bears just got to win. So gruesome. Maybe the Bears will be on a little bit of a. Maybe we'll be seeing the resurrection of the Bears there. And then it starts to get better. You've got Bengals and Ravens. Then the Black Friday, uh, Thursday night football edition is Dolphins at Jets. But that was supposed to be right. 
that that was supposed to be. Dolphins. It's really. Let's be honest. There's a lot of teams that screwed it up for us this year. The Jets, number one. The Bears, the Broncos, like all. Like, there's a lot of teams that effed it up for us. All right, but back to tonight. What's the Taylor Swift news tonight? So a TMZ exclusive. I'm seeing 11 hours ago. So I don't know if this is officially breaking news. Yeah. But this is breaking news. That's for, breaking for me. Correct. Taylor Swift is gearing up to go back into cheerleader mode for Travis Kelsey with plans to attend Thursday night's game in Kansas City, though Kelsey's status for the matchup still remains questionable. Sources with direct knowledge tell TMZ that Taylor plans to travel to Missouri to watch Travis and the Kansas City Chiefs take on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Okay, so how do they play it tonight? Because there has been there's been the, the exuberant bubble, the Taylor Swift bubble of, my God, it's Taylor Swift at a football game! Uh, then there's been, I'm so over. Why do they have to talk about Taylor Swift at a football game? And then there's been the NFL saying, hey, we make no apologies for showing Taylor Swift at a football game. Mostly we focus on football. So now we have the first post-Taylor I mean, Swift some football the, game. Some were questioning whether or not Rogers, Roger doesn't have his eyes on the prize anymore. I did sense a veering of not focusing on the football. So what uh, what happens tonight? Presuming, and let's presuming assume, let's this presume game, freaking blo- by say, the end of the first quarter, it's not going to be competitive. If this is a blowout, I think it's going to be a lot of Taylor Swift coverage. And I may, I don't think they have to apologize. If it's a blowout, I don't think they have to apologize for it. So the question will be is how does Al handle this? Because <laughs> he's already like very, as hell. very, very not happy to be there. Oh, God. Like, you can just hear. You can just. Last, last week, last week, though, Fields was awesome. And in the second half, Sam Howell played pretty well. But you could just hear this tone in Al's voice as if he was thinking to himself, you know, I used to call games between Brady and Manning. <laughs> and now I've been reduced yes. to this. Um, all right, so that is happening. Kelsey expected to play. Other uh, NFL news, by the way. Mm, I don't know what there is. Do you remember Sergio Brown? No. The, the Colts player? He's been charged with murdering his, of his mother. mother. I don't remember. I don't remember. But he, him was, he was had five or six years in the league or something. He's been he's been charged with murdering his mother. That's hideous. The story of the athletic about the toxic environment that is the Cardinals. They did a evidently did one of these employee surveys. How do you feel about working here? Whatever else, right? And they just got. We hate this. This is the worst place to work ever. Bill Bidwell is a maniac. And uh, it's toxic and off, and, and nothing ever came with the survey. It just disappeared. No way. Yeah, no. No, they just. That doesn't sound like my NFL. Buried, they just, they just, they, we don't, this is the, not the kind of good news we want to hear. This kind of bad news we want to hear. It's a little bit like what they do with concussions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or did once upon a time with concussions. Uh, Kirk Cousins trade rumors still. I guess the two biggest rumors, the two biggest sources of rumor in the NFL, speculation. Right now, Bill Belichick hot seat, Kirk Cousins trade. Is there anything else that compares? And I feel like Kirk Cousins trades hotter than Bill Belichick hot seat. Those are the things people speculate about. Which is more apt to happen? So no, I, hold on. Kirk, and I got to frame this by this way. Kirk Cousins being traded in season or Bill Belichick not returning next season? I think... Kirk Cousins getting traded this season is more likely to happen. And isn't the place where he needs to go Atlanta? Ooh. So everyone's, of course, was doing the Jets. Now, Desmond Ritter was better this week. but He was. But the um, Jets are a hopeless cause, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't want him there, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is coming back next year. And so they, they – I don't – maybe, like whatever. Everyone, yeah, everyone was doing it to the Jets. How about the team that needs a quarterback to unlock all their skill position players? I mean, who, could you, could you make the Kirk, same argument? Kirk, Kirk Cousins is like Ryan Tannehill. Well, I was going to say, could you make the argument to the Titans? Except for I don't believe in the Titans as much as I believe in the— Yeah, but that division, they're only like a game back. Well, there is that. I, uh, I, I can buy Atlanta— uh, but he has a no trade call. I mean, he has like to... the thing is, Desmond Ritter was better, but it is very clear to me like Desmond Ritter is not an NFL starter. Yeah, I like I I don't I don't mind Kirk Cousins to Atlanta. No, I don't hate it. Uh, uh, here's a new rumor though that has cropped up in Pittsburgh mm. on a Pittsburgh radio station. 
By the way, how about the Penguins fire Matt Canada chance? That was that was unbelievable. At at, at a hockey game, correct? Fire Canada chance broke out. You can make the argument the Penguins game. fans were focused on the football. They were focused on the prize. Uh, early season NHL yeah, doesn't on, matter. Uh, you got all y'all Alex. here to recover. Fire Canada. Correct. Um, well, speaking of Fire Canada, the rumor is next OC in Pittsburgh, John Gruden. Is that possible? He's a consultant right now to the Saints. In the end, the NFL. Does he I, still have the lawsuit? I don't. I don't know if he still has the lawsuit. In the end, the NFL. Of course, I guess Flores. Flores had the ongoing lawsuit and was with the NFL, hired. and he was hired by the Steelers. The thing is, is uh, Pittsburgh ownership is is shield. You know. Yes. Like like maybe like the most maybe, shield it, of shield. It was Giants and Steelers. Yes. Like those are the, the Maras, two. the Maras, and then and the, the Roonies. Roonies. Yeah. The Maras and the Roonies are like well, and then like Kate, whatever Kate Mara is. Both a Rooney and a Mara. Right, so you got yes. it, all of it. But So you got the Roonies, and they are the definition of we defend the shield. Correct. But Mike Tomlin did work for Gruden in Tampa, and they are supposedly friends, and he is consulting with the Saints, evidently. Would you hate it? I wouldn't hate it because he's better than Canada. Canada is the a example to me of I don't, I don't know if this guy's like a blackmail artist. I can't figure out why he continues to get jobs. The guy gets fired from college jobs and winds up getting NFL coordinators. He's never been good. He's never fielded good offenses. So it's never made sense to me. My only issue with Gruden is, like, a lot of what he wants to do is not really what's effective now. Like, the well, that West- strikes me as a problem. Yeah, I mean, like, the West Coast offense is largely been outdated like it works with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and allowing Aaron to work and throw on time but if you look at what most people are doing now it's not the West Coast offense a lot of what they're doing is trying to figure out how to scheme up one-on-ones and throw it deep because it's really hard to cover when you can't really get your hands on a receiver for more than two or three yards and they can they can just go straight up the field it's really tough to cover it's better than Matt Canada. I would say that. But I'm just curious, like, is Gruden ready to do that? Like, go back and be a coordinator? I guess if you want right. to get back in the if game. If you want to get back in the game, that's the way you do it, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you do it, and then and then you can be a head coach someday. Again, yeah. Honestly. Like, that's true, too. You can then be a head coach. Uh, you can then be a head coach again um, someday. Okay, we didn't get to this, and I meant to. Uh, we'll talk about it more with Chris Harrington. But the uh, NBA's, uh, the ESPN's uh, top 100 has been completed. The top 10 are out. Counting down from 10, Anthony Davis is 10, LeBron James is 9, Shea Gilgis-Alexander is 8, Kevin Durant is 7, Jason Tatum is 6, Steph is 5, Luka is 4, Joel Embiid is 3, Jokic is 2, and Giannis is 1. Your thoughts? Can you really defend that Giannis is better than Jokic right now? I mean, I understand it's a certain it feels like, of I heard moment. you talking about this yesterday. It feels like they're on a different tier than everyone else. And are they really on a different tier than Embiid? Not necessarily if Embiid is healthy. Yeah, but Embiid was fairly healthy. And so, but I think there's you built into it, and then, um, but it does feel like it's a Jokic Giannis, Giannis conversation yes. right now, and then, and then I don't like then Embiid, Luca, and Steph, right? Yeah, like like whatever, and then it is interesting. Tatum, KD, Shea Gillis Alexander. It feels like he's taking Jaw's spot, right? Well, my job ja was nine. Yes, my ja first reaction was, was SGA just did that. At a certain point, like. I get it. SJ puts up massive numbers. He's clearly an unbelievable talent. Right. No, we will we, we will see. But we at a certain what point, like that feels we will see what those numbers early. mean. And then there's AD, and AD is interesting. Like AD is tenth, and what was Jaron Jackson Jr. 31? 31. 31. Um, and let's be honest, AD had the better of him. There was no question. It's it's but a I, problem with Anthony Davis is it's availability. Yes. But in the end, are you are you grading peak of powers? Because I think I forgot how Chris Harrington 
described it. I don't know. Intermittent superstar. There was a word he used. Uh, it, no, was, it was. It was, was not intermittent like, superstar, uh, but it was part time. It was like part time. Yeah, part time superstar. He is a part time superstar, and he absolutely deserves to be in the top ten when he plays. Right, and I, I think you have to. You can't put him top five because of that, but part time superstar is what he is. Well, anyway. also, I mean, you know, the first two rounds of the playoffs, like he was the story of the playoffs with how yeah. great he was. Uh, the story of also of the Denver series was Jokic owned him. Yep. We'll talk to Chris about this uh, on the other side. Uh, it is the Jeff Calkins show. Uh, over at Robert Owen Jewelers, they are in the midst of a 46th anniversary sale. You know what that means? It means 46 years in Memphis, not some Johnny-come-lately. And that means a lot, particularly when you're buying something as enduring, honestly, as jewelry. Um I, th- their story warms my heart because it's kind of like mine. They were New Yorkers like classic 